Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another Empowering Chat. Hello and welcome to Empowering Chats. It is July 2023 and this month's theme is nurture. And I, I mentioned it in my solo show, but when I we decided on the word nurture, I thought, it, oh, this is going to be just juicy. So I really actually can't wait to see what happens as we all focus on nurture for the month of July. It's actually kind of a sweet summary thing, right? Nurturing, nurturing, loving yourself before, first, and then others. So uh, the definition of nurture is to feed or protect, to support and encourage as during a period of training or development, to train, educate, bring up. And so the guests that we have for July, I think you're going to find each of them exquisitely nurturing in in what they bring, the, the different books that they've written. Um, I certainly, when I interviewed them, each of them felt just so blessed to have had met them. And actually, we have two returning uh, authors um, for for July. I've had a secondary conversation with them, which was so much fun to just get to see them again, kind of like seeing revisiting with old friends. And I hope that when you listen to the shows, you'll feel a, a connection, a heart connection with each of these amazing authors that are really kind of all about nurturing. Enjoy the show. So you guys, I have had such a wonderful first half of 2023 interviewing amazing authors and and people that are bringing um, actually cutting edge ideology forward as we move through 2023. And the theme for this year for Empowering Chats is to be expansive. So I'm finding that there's some of these authors I, I just want to have back because the first conversation was so juicy. And the person that's joining me today is that person. I want to welcome Carmen Turner Schott. Carmen, thanks for joining me again. Yes, thanks for having me. This is great. Well, the last time we talked, so everybody, Carmen and I talked, and I think this show um, aired last month whatever, I can't remember, but you can find it on uh, my website. Um, we talked about her, one of her books, which is was called Sun Signs, Houses and Healing. And she just released, just released, just released, hot off the presses, Moon Signs, Houses and Healings. So Carmen, explain to everybody before we dive into your book, because I got a lot of questions about this one. Um, what's the difference between a sun sign and a moon sign? Yes, this is good. So in a, the sun sign is your is your main personality, your main identity that you show to the world. So most people know, you know, what a day, you know, the month and date 
of your birth will determine what sun sign you are. So that's, you know, anyone born on August 26 is going to be the sun sign Virgo. And and how that works is that the sun is in the sky. You know, when you're looking up at the sky um, when you're born, all of the planets are in a certain constellation, which are one of the 12 signs. Mm-hmm. And, and it has to do with, you know, the sun goes through each of the 12 signs about every 30 days. You know, so that's why every... Every month, uh, we switch signs, and then some people are born on the cusp. You know, it goes by certain dates. You might be a cusp person, which means that you might be born like one day before the sun goes into Leo, or you know, so you might have traits of both of those sun signs, Cancer and Leo, or Leo and Virgo. You might feel a little bit of a personality of both when you when you look it up. And so the sun is. Everyone knows what their sun sign is typically. But a lot of people don't know the moon sign is actually even more powerful and important of a personality, um, you know, placement to know because it's your it's your emotional nature. It's your inner nature. It's how you show love. It's how you express emotion. It's where you find happiness, fulfillment, comfort, stability. It's where you find what you value and wherever the moon is in whatever sign it's in. And whatever house it's in, which I talk about in the book, Moon Signs, Houses, and Healing, you can look and see, okay, where is my emotional nature going to express out into the world? You know, what area of life am I going to find emotional fulfillment? Where am I going to find happiness? That's why the moon sign is so important to know. The thing about the moon sign is it moves through each of the 12 signs every two to three days. Okay, wait a minute. This is this is what I because I, I dove into your moon sign book just like I did the sun thing. I, I yeah. immediately turned to Scorpio because I'm oh, Scorpio, yeah. and and I'm reading going, yeah, this is me. But this and then I went back to be to the, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> went to the beginning. Like really, you probably need to do everybody read yeah. the beginning, and and then I was like, oh, that's not my moon sign, no. but. But you just said that the moon sign changes every two to three days. Every two to three days, the moon changes each through the signs. So it's important to know what time you're born and to have. And I talk about that in the intro with the moon sign. It's we can still calculate your moon sign and be pretty accurate without a birth time. It's like, well, you know, if you know you're born at night or in the morning, We'll know when, what time the moon moves into the next sign. So I'm able to say, hey, I know your moon is in Taurus, but I won't be able to do a full, accurate personality profile without an exact time because we won't really know what house the moon is really in, which is the area of life that your emotional nature uh, feels comfort and stability unless we have a time. But I can tell you what sign your moon is in. Uh Uh-huh. And that's pretty easy. And there's a little calculator in there, the intro. Um, there's ways you can find out when your moon's, what your moon sign would be or if it's going to be on a cusp. And that's how you'll know what, what to look up in the book, you know, because in my sun sign book, it's your sun sign Scorpio. In this book, your moon is going to be different. Did you see, did you figure out what your moon was? I think it's Sagittarius. Uh, now, how did I come to that? I cannot remember. Yeah, you may have calculated it on that website I had in there. 
Yeah, you may have went on. The- yeah, I, I, and you guys, she has a whole bunch of of um, yeah. charts and um, I call them cheat sheets for people yeah. that don't know astrology. Oh yeah, in there, and I cannot to, really, Carmen. I don't. I cannot remember how I got to um, Sagittarius, but as I'm reading, as I was reading Sagittarius, it sounded a lot like me too. So Scorpio sounded like me. Sagittarius sounded. I'm sure if I read Gemini or Virgo, it would sound like me too. But um, so I didn't realize that the timing was also important for moon signs. I, I thought it was just for the sun sign. Be- yeah. No, no, the sun sign. The sun sign is e- the easiest because it's it's the month and day. It it doesn't change. The moon changes every two to three days. So if you if you're born on uh, at a time where that moon sign might be moving out or into a new one, see it doesn't it's different than the sun. The sun is there. We know the sun is there for a certain amount of days, and we know the dates. We know the exact date the sun's going to move into the next sign, right? And but uh-huh. we still people a cusp because right. you, you still have traits of both, you know, because you're born like the day before or whatever. Um, but the moon is you really need to know the time of birth and and the place and city state year everything to have a full accurate chart because we can t- let me explain it this way so when you're born your your date uh month and year and place and everything if i have that i can do a chart and i can know what sign almost all of the planets are in mm-hmm. the what zodiac sign in the sky it's like you're looking up at the sky when you're born and I'll know, okay, sun, moon, they're all in, in, in Pluto. Everything is in a certain star constellation. But because most planets move slowly, okay, mm-hmm. through the zodiac and through the 12 areas, which we call houses, we kind of chop the sky into 12 areas, right? We take a piece of a picture and put it on a piece of paper. That's your birth, that's your birth chart. It's the map of your soul. If you don't, I can tell you, the energies of, of your moon sign sense, I can tell you the basics, but I can't tell you how that energy is going to express out into the world without an exact time of birth, because even twins are different. All right. Twins can be born eight hours apart, four hours apart, and the moon sign can change for twins where everything in the charts going to be identical, okay, except the moon sign, because it moves so quickly through the signs. So, Carmen, is it the, is the reason why it moves so quickly because it's on a it, it's on a uh, the lunar uh, it, it it changes trans and it transforms faster during a month. Yeah, it's just it's it's orbit. Yeah, like like you know um, Saturn. It takes Saturn. Uh, Saturn goes through each each house every two to three years. Oh, Saturn Saturn stays. Saturn returns to where it was when you were born every 27 to 30 years. It it takes it that long to get back. And then we call that the Saturn return. Uh-huh. You know, so every planet, you can, you know, has a long um, time, different, you know, years that it takes to rotate through all of the signs, through all of the areas of life. Um, but the moon is so quick. That's the thing. The moon changes, you know, the sun signs there a whole month. We don't have to guess about that, but the moon sign, um, it can change, but it's still pretty much, we're going to know as long as you kind of know if you're born in the morning or afternoon or night, I'll still be able to tell you, okay, the moon was still in cancer. 
Uh-huh. If you were born, you know, and then, um, and if it doesn't resonate, then we know that we don't have the right moon sign. And so we'll okay. know that you probably were born at a different time. So the moon was actually in Leo, right? And and so it's easier in, my in, in the introduction chapter, I talk about how, how to calculate it. So anyone can calculate their moon sign from the book. Um, but if you want to be able to look up what house the moon is in and, 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 and read about that, you're going to need to know your birth time and do a full chart on astro.com. Or you can visit my website um, and contact me. And uh, if people contact me, I have a new thing going on where I send them a free a birth will gift if they sign up for my newsletter. So and I email it to them. So um, I can calculate it, send it, let you know what your moon sign is, you know, the basics. And if you don't have your time, that's OK. You know, we'll figure it out. And I can figure that out for you. So some people don't know their time because they were born in a house or their parents. There's nothing in the birth certificate or they're adopted. You know, there's many right. things. So what we typically do is astrologers, we use 12 noon as the standard to get the most accurate chart we can get. The best way to get an accurate chart to really know where your moon sign, what house it's in is, um, you know, to know your time of birth. But into, if we can figure out someone's rising sign, that's a whole nother a whole nother book. Uh, <laughs> what rising sign is how people first perceive you when they first meet you. It's how they feel your energy. It's how you physically look, your 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 appearance. And it's how you relate to stress and crisis is your rising sign. So we always call it, you know, the top three, you know, the kids and teens on Twitter and on, uh, you know, all the different, um, you know, not even, what is it, uh, TikTok. Right. Top three, sun, moon, and rising. You know, my daughter shows me. She, she'll tell me what people are. Because most people know their rising sign, their moon, and their sun. But you can't know your rising sign either unless you have an accurate time of birth. So we can try to figure out by how someone looks. If I meet them, if I have a picture of them, I try to figure out what what physical features they have to find out their their rising. And if I can figure out the rising sign, I can get a very accurate birth chart. Wow, that's key. Uh, if you really don't know the time, that's the only way you're really going to get an accurate one. And um, and and I feel the energies and and intuitive with things. So often I'll know, yeah, you you're a Leo rising or you're Aries. And then when we look at it, if the client says, this doesn't resonate, then I know I'm off. If they're like, yep, that's me, because everything should resonate because it's energy and it's your personality. So if, if astrologers analyze your chart, it doesn't feel right. That means we don't have the right time. Something's off. And this just happened to me with a, with a friend of mine. I she, she swore, she said, my mother said I was born at 5.30 p.m. And I pulled the chart up and I said, this isn't you. I just knew. And, and she said, really? I said, yes, yeah, something's not right. Can you, can you check and make sure on your baby book or whatever? And it was wrong. The birth time was completely different. Wow. And, and then the chart fit. And she's like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. So the time is very important. But for the sun and the moon, you don't really need to know your exact time. You can still know your moon sign without knowing your time of birth. So that's good. That's the good thing about it. And the moon is, is your passion. It's it's where it's how you overcome challenge. You know, I believe the moon sign is more powerful than the sun sign because when we struggle, when we have heartache, when we have loss, the moon sign strengths is what pushes us to survive, you know, to fight, to be to love, to be emotional, you know, to to keep going. You know, that that moon is such a our inner deep nature. It's that part of us that we hide. It's that vulnerable side of us. So 
to see someone's moon sign, they really need, they have to trust you because people typically just show their sun sign, right? Because that's, you know, that's a personality. But the moon is something that people keep hidden. Their moon sign traits often are hidden until they feel that they can trust you and they they don't feel vulnerable or that you're going to hurt them. They'll express their emotion and their moon sign traits. Mm-hmm. It's that it's kind of as you're taught as you're saying this, Carmen. It kind of reminds me of like doing shadow work. You know, like the yeah. the moon is holding the shadow side of us. Um, and and for those of us that want to be conscious and awake and aware, and we want to investigate, it, it makes sense to then use your book to find out what our moon sign is, so we understand what the emotions are that we're dealing with or not dealing with, you know, and how to transform them. Yes. And, and in the book, I talk a little bit about um, how the full moon affects each moon sign, because the, it, it, we are all affected by the, by the, by the moon cycles. It's, it's, it, whether people believe in astrology or not, they, they, they are living astrology every day. Because astrology is science. Astrology is is nature. It's energy. Um, the moon affects the tides of the ocean. How would it not affect the human body? Right. Our body's made up of mostly water. And of course it does. And that's why when there, there's research about the full moon specifically, that when it's a full moon, there's more people that report to the hospital, to the ER with accidents. There's more car accidents. There's more domestic disturbances more fights, more arguments. People, um, you know, get very upset and and they're more emotionally um, heightened. And that's because the moon rules our emotions. It rules our emotions. It rules sleep. So people have insomnia often when there's a full moon. They can't sleep. They're wide awake. You know, that moon's glowing out there, right? It, it, it you know, for, since ancient times, the moon, the, the moon cycles are important. So the full moon affects each moon sign differently. You know, if the if the moon, I find that when the moon is in um, my sign, you know, my moon sign, I feel good. You know, my moon is Aries and I feel like I feel really emotionally good. Certain moon signs, I, I look on a calendar and I watch every day what sign the moon is in and when it moves and when there's a full moon and and I'll say, oh, that's why I'm feeling like this. You know, the moon is in Scorpio. This is why I'm quiet and reserved right now and I don't really want to go out and do anything or or I'm talkative and restless because the moon is in Gemini right and so you you'll start to know how it's energy how these energies affect you but each moon sign um, is affected by the full moon and I give tips in the book for each moon sign and what helps them when there's a full moon because it's going to be different based on what element your moon is so I call it you know we have fire moons water moons earth moons and air moons each moon, every sign is ruled by a element. And the element is like a nature, fire, air, earth, and water. And so, you know, fire moons are usually passionate and driven and and like action and like to be on the go and like movement, like to be outdoors. You know, they like to be doing things. So um, a fire moon is not going to be able to do the same self-care tips that I give that a water moon does because water moons they like alone time they like to relax and meditate and be alone and solitude and withdraw from the world and sit and still their mind can come easier for them 
fire moons could be harder to sit still and really deeply meditate for a long period of time because their body, they're, they're wanting to go and do things. You know, they're wanting to be physically active and yes. it's hard for them to sit, right? And um, and then air moons, they they need something intellectual that challenges their mind, playing games, you know, they're, um, you know, socializing. Same with uh, fire moons, you know, being around people can energize fire and air moons, whereas water and earth moons tend to need to withdraw to self-care and have more time alone. So I talk about that in the book, too, how each moon sign um, can self-care and different tips for them. Based yes, on which is so helpful. Yeah, it's just based on... Uh, clients and counseling and all the astrology charts I've done all these years, I just have collected this research and seen these patterns. And so I wanted to put it in a, in a very basic book to explain it in a very easy to understand way. That's why I wrote the Sun Signs book and the Moon Signs book. It's basic. So if you're an advanced astrologer, you probably already know this stuff in my books, but I'm not writing for advanced astrologers. I'm writing for the whole public. You're writing for me, the, the the person that doesn't understand any yes. of it, and and your yes. both your your uh, sun sign book and then this book have been really um, helpful because I can I it's easy for me to understand for the most part. Goal. That's my goal because I don't get into astrology is a complex beast. I call it, there there's so much that I'm st- that everyone's learning. I'm still learning. Other astrologers are learning. Not every astrologer is an expert in everything. And so everyone has their specialty. And there's so many types of charts and ways you can do a chart. And and I do tropical placidious. That's what I do. And and that is based on the ancient times. It's in the Bible. You know, it's based on the seasons of the year, which never changes. The cardinal fixed mutable. You know, every sign in is cardinal fixed or mutable and the seasons of the year always start when there's a cardinal sign okay and that's aries aries starts the spring that's when flowers are blooming and all these things are going on in nature it, it that's why it works that's why it's accurate and then libra's it's polar opposite libra starts the fall the fall season you know sept- it's the dates september october and then cancer starts the summer june july and then capricorn starts the winter And that's like December, uh, January. And they are the four cardinal signs of the zodiac. So a tropical astrology is based on the seasons of the year, which is in the book of Genesis, that God created the heavens and the earth and the seasons and the signs. And and so all of this has been around forever. You know, I just watched a documentary about Nostradamus, and he used astrology to, to predict illness and to help the sick because modern medicine... And in the old medical books were based on astrology because wine is rules a part of the body. So he would in the he had a a picture of a mate of a body and he had the symbols of each of the signs on the area of the body where it ruled. These were in the old medical books. Hippocrates um, said that a physician that doesn't know astrology isn't a physician, but a fool. Mm, Wow. Because astrology is part of our body. It's part of our our soul, our life, it's physically manifested and innerly, emotionally, spiritually manifested in our life. We're living it. I just saw a video um, that this person posted on YouTube. He's uh, like a researcher type of person. And it was amazing because it's just a very quick video about nature and different things that are that are astrology that people don't realize. And, and, that, and it's interesting and, and it's true. 
And so the moon, you know, the full moon specifically, people that don't really know astrology or they think I'm a little, you know, a little strange, you know, um, they're like, Carmen, because uh, I'll teach her things. And they're like, is it a full moon? I said, it is. They're like, I didn't sleep at all last night, right? <laughs> and and I'm like, yeah. I said, it's the energy is is different. Or I'll say, you know, just be careful, you know, what you say and do right now. Just be more patient because you might get emotional and want to, you know, uh, react. And that's what the full moon does to us, you know. So just giving tips on helping people understand their emotions. And, and the moon is so important because it's what we value. And so in the chapter, I talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs because yes. I always felt like that was the moon sign. It's connected to the moon sign because some moon signs, and I talk about it in each chapter, um, they like some moon signs need security needs first to even function in the world, like Taurus moon. They, they have to have a roof over their head, enough money in the bank to survive and pay their bills and all these things before they can feel emotionally um, stable and happy to go out and take risk and to make decisions because they they need that security. They're the sign of comfort and security. And so it's very important to them. Now, you know, Aries moons, they're a little different. They need a challenge. They need excitement. They need action. They like to be bold and courageous. So they take more risks, right? Than, right. So they... They are social, you know, the social needs on the hierarchy, on the pyramid. And, you know, we all have all the needs within us that we all like all those things on Maslow's hierarchy, right? But some signs prefer certain needs and they have to have, they value those more than other needs, right? And so I talk about that in the book too. I kind of connect that with, with psychology. Mm-hmm. So and what I love in the chapters at the beginning of each chapter, you have, um, you list also like what, what rules the, uh, the sign, um, you know, and also the, and, and water type and stuff like that. But then you have key words, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me because, um, and like I said, I got, I read Scorpio and then I read Sagittarius and both of the key words relate to me you know maybe because i'm a scorpio and whatever well, that's why yeah because you're sending me. yeah yeah it was so but then you also have tips for healing that then you talk you go further into during the um chapter which i really appreciate because there's i mentioned before we uh we started recording that i've been going through a personal journey of inner um healing in a lot of emotions that are surfacing in relationship to old uh, behaviors. And so I love that you've got the tips in here up for how to heal as well. Yeah. How to heal, how to transform and how to be resilient. And that's what I believe astrology can do, can help us heal, transform and become more resilient when we tap into our, our emotional strengths and and that's what it's about is using our our moon sign our emotional strengths to overcome things and so um one thing you know that it's not in my book but it's kind of connected what we were talking about with what everyone's been going through so when you do a when you do your birth chart there's something in the chart called the nodes okay and and they're ca- they're a calculation that astrologers use um and it's based on the moon 
Okay, so we call them the moon's nodes. Okay, um, and so the nodes of the moon, we call it the south node and the north node. And I just saw a video uh, that an astrologer did about it recently, and and I've actually, you know, been working on a book about the nodes uh, with another astrologer that's going to come out in probably a year or two. So the nodes are one of the most important things as well to know because that's your sole mission this lifetime is the wow. node of the moon. And then the south node of the moon is your past lives. It's what you've already mastered. It's what you've already learned. So we're here to learn to balance between the north and south node. It's not like you have to give up one energy for the other, but it kind of is because we're cozy and comfortable in the south node of the moon, but we are not comfortable with our soul mission and purpose, which is the north node. And so throughout our life, our experiences and our karma lead us naturally to the north node. And some of those experiences are painful. They are because we have to learn things to get there. Um, but if once we know our north node and I, you know, what sign it's in and what house it's in, um, then I can tell, I tell clients, you know, what their soul mission is and what they're supposed to focus on. And if I catch people young enough, it can help them avoid some of the, um, negative things that happen with some of the the nodes right some of the energies that you know every every um south and north node is different so you know in astrology you know every sign has a polar opposite in the sky that means there's an opposite sign so for instance uh, taurus and scorpio are polar opposites you know leo and aquarius are polar opposites that means they always oppose each other in the in the sky at all times okay okay and so in astrology, polar opposites, you would think it means they're different. When you think of polar, you think, oh, they're opposites. They're opposite in many ways, but they're compatible because they're compatible elements. So every earth sign always opposes a water sign and vice versa in the sky. And every fire sign always opposes an air sign because what does fire air do? It helps fire grow. What does water do? It 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 natural it feels naturally comfortable on the earth, right? So they're compatible elements, polar opposite signs. And so when you look at your node, your node is going to be in a, a certain sign, the north node. For instance, for me, it's Scorpio. So I'm meant to learn to be a Scorpio. My south node is Taurus. So I've already mastered being stubborn and strong-willed, not liking change. And then this life, I'm forced with lots of change, lots of loss, lots of trauma, traumatic situations, lots of things I have to heal, and also working with others that need to heal. That's a Scorpio North Node. So I'm using astrology as a tool to do that. But, you know, throughout my life, I know I knew my nodes were going to be difficult because I don't like change. And and that's all that I'm, I've had is change. And, and so every node is different. So um, everyone has nodes in their birth chart, okay, because there's many different types of charts. And um, and then we also have transits that are energies affecting all of us in the whole world right now that are going on in the sky right now. And, and what that means is, you know, like um, the full moon, for instance. The moon is full. Everyone knows it, right? It's right. part of nature. So right now, the moon's nodes have been in the sign Taurus and Scorpio for several years. And so that energy of Taurus and Scorpio has been affecting everyone on earth. 
And so if you look, if you look at the past several years, you know, with COVID and then even after COVID, all of the things, I can't tell you how many people have told me they've lost loved ones, unexpectedly, pets, they lost their job, they changed jobs, they have these drastic transformation and rebirth experiences. They felt like they were, they died and were reborn emotionally, physically, it could manifest in many ways. It's, it's the Scorpio energy of the nodes that has been affecting everyone. And because you're a sunside Scorpio anyway, you already go through that kind of stuff naturally. I mean, it's your main identity, right? Yeah. <laughs> Healing, rebirth, death, transformation, tra- you know, regeneration. It's, it's, it's healing too, but a lot of deep psychological work is what people have had to do. And they've had to grieve and, and let go of the past because Taurus energy, which is a, you know, the opposite of Scorpio right now, wants to hold on to things and keep things stable and secure like they always were. Oh, and have you just explained my in life the last few years. It, it's exactly what's been going on. And, and I've been experiencing it, too. I did a I did an astrological forecast for um, a spiritual group in January, and I went through the whole year of 2023 and what all the astrological energies would be, um, you know, affecting all of us. And and I went through all of this. I have a whole slideshow. And and one of them was about the Scorpio Taurus nodes. And that's what, you know, triggered when we were talking before we were recording is that's what's affecting people. And the good thing to know is this. We're going to have relief soon. <laughs> I've been saying this because <laughs> the nodes are going to shift to new signs, which is a big deal. Um, they're going to move into Aries and Libra. Mm-hmm. And what is Aries and Libra about? Aries is about self-reliance, independence, taking risks, taking action, being self-reliant, uh, being self-centered, being a little bit more selfish. Like, what about me? What about mm-hmm. my needs? Okay, that's Aries energy. And then their opposite sign, their polar opposite is Libra, which is all about other people. It's all about others and, you know, my partner, my friends, my mar- my relationships, my coworkers. It's always about trying to help and heal other people. And so we're going to be having relationship karma now. This is what's going to be affecting us. And it starts July 18. It's coming up. That the nodes shift into Aries and Libra. So we're going to feel a, a weight lifted off, but we're still going to be having to go through some some learning. And it'll have to do with relationships and our own um, sense of identity and self and what what is important to us and, and standing up for what we want. And also compromising and balancing our needs versus others' needs and wants. We have This is what the energy is going to be. And it's going to last till January 11, 2025. Wow. So this is it's this is so interesting to me about the nodes. Uh, I can't wait for that book now, Carmen. Uh, I'm excited. And moving to Aries and Libra, because this is the, the Scorpio Taurus thing, at least for me. Well, I, I, many people that are in groups with me were all it's it's been excruciating. It's heavy. It's it, a oh. heavy energy. It's very it feels dark and heavy and, and everyone has shared that with me too. You know, when I did the presentation, I've spent like a long time on the, on that, on those slides because people, I was sharing stories of just my own experiences with the Taurus Scorpio nodes. And then, you know, what other people had shared with me. And it was a lot of, um, 
unexpected death of loved ones, friends, um, shocking things, very shocking. Um, and you just have to keep, it's like you just don't know what to do and you just keep surviving and keep going. But people aren't fully grieving these things that happened because there were so many things that happened to all of us at once. One right after the other. And this then, because I also see this in the, out in the, uh, the global world, you know, the whole yeah. planet of humanity and all the all the different conflicts and horrific things that have been happening. And it just has been feeling over the last 10 years like it's intensifying and intensifying and intensifying. And I was talking to uh, a healer friend of mine a, a few weeks ago. At, because I was feeling like something ominous was going to happen, like, you know, cataclysmic ominous. Mm -hmm. And he said, we're, we're going to get through it. We just have to get through it. But And everybody's feeling that. So I'm so grateful, and it's coming up fast, that it's going to shift into something that's going to be more, uh, um, not just being self-reliant, but, but really focusing on other people and relationships and how to be in relationship while you're also taking care of yourself. That's what it sounds like you just said with Aries and Libra notes. It is. And and it's also what just hit me when you're talking about that in the world stuff is Aries rules battle. Aries rules war. It's the god of war that rules Aries. That's Mars. It's Mars energy, right? The god of war. And so then Libra is about peace, harmony, justice fairness so these energies you can see are going to be affecting the whole world well it feels you know, like they already are they are but it's going to shift because i think we're going to see a lot of things worked out you know we have the ukraine stuff going on all of this stuff going on so there's going to be um there's going to be a p there's going to need to be peace and there's going to need to be compromise and and that's going to affect the whole world and so that's kind of on a global scale. When we look at the nodes, that's how it can, you know, affect things as well. Kind okay, of so, the energy. Yeah. Knowing the energy that's going on. Yeah. So I appreciate that because I, it, 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 in my little brain, my little Susan world, it has been very, very, very dark, especially the last month. That's and yeah, Scorpio. And I want to know that there's going to be peace in my lifetime. Yeah. Not in my grandchildren's lifetime, which I definitely want for them yeah. too. But, you know, and, and that does mean compromise. And this, it's been such a hardened battle, I guess, and conflict. And so I, that I, I'm grateful for that. And I really hope we don't yeah. need more battle and conflict yeah. because you brought up Aries being Mars and war. I yeah. really hope we don't need more in order yeah. for this. Well, I keep waiting for people to wake up, Carmen. Yeah, the wound, the Scorpio brings up wounds because Scorpio node is, Scorpio's ruled by Pluto. And Pluto rules the underworld. And Pluto rules secrets and hidden things. So when we've had these nodes, I mean, just look at the last few years in the public eye, the media, even celebrities, all of these hidden um, sexual things, the Scorpio, Pluto, uh, deaths of people, unexpected celebrity deaths. You know, all of these things um, have been exposed. People's secrets have been exposed. You know, there's been Netflix documentaries about celebrities' secrets and their hidden lives. And 
It's this Scorpio energy, Taurus energy that's been going on. It's going to shift to the Aries Libra, which, you know, it's going to have its own challenges, but it's going to be, a, a, I think, a lot easier because the energy we've been in has been a wounded, deep, um, painful type of energy. So this energy is going to be lighter. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Aries is motivated. They're go-getters. Uh -huh. They're courageous. They're happy. They're positive. They're like, I can do this. And then, you know, a little bit impulsive and, and impatient. Um, but they're blunt and honest and they speak the truth. Oh, I want that. I'm and, that person already. Oh, and I want more yeah. of that, man. Yeah, that's your Sagittarius moon because Sagittarians are known to be direct, blunt, and honest. And they like to speak the truth, but you can do it in a kind way. That's why I love Sag moons. That's what I just said about them uh, when I did a moon workshop is that I have so many friends with Sag moon and Sag sun. And they'll tell you, you know what? I don't think that you should have done that. And they'll say, and they'll tell you, and I'm like, they're like, that wasn't right. That was not, that was dumb. You know, and they'll just tell you, but the, you know, they care. And or if you ask them a question, expect that they'll tell you the truth and they'll do it in a kind way. And that's what I love about Sages. Um, but you're optimistic and, and you always see the glass is, ha is, ha is half full, not half empty. And you're the optimist of the Zodiac. You know, your moon, your optimism is what helps Sag Moon overcome challenge is your hope and your faith that something can be better. That's Sag Moon. They're they're ruled by Jupiter. So it's all about faith, hope, generosity. Uh, believing in something ho bigger than yourself and, and looking at the positive side of things. That's what helps Sag Moons. Your Sag Moon really is wonderful to have with your Scorpio Sun because it helps balance you out. Oh, God, I'm hoping, Carmen. I'm 60-something, I'm Carmen. I'm still looking for that balance, man. You don't look 60-something. You look like you're 30-something, oh. lady. Oh. You do? You <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Man, I've been around and around and around, and I'm I'm I just I'm waiting for resolution. Yes. I'm waiting for people to comprehend. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. um, so the other thing I want everybody to know is at the end of each of these uh, chapters, you have uh, besides going over values, you have self care. And then with self-care prompts, things that people could do to take better care of themselves because of their particular moon sign. And then you have affirmations. And I'm a big affirmation person, Carmen. I, you know that. So and I love, I love um, the affirmations. Uh, like at the, at, okay, so Sagittarius moon, one of your affirmations is learning new things makes me happy. Yeah, and boy, for me, is that the truth? That's why I do what I do right now because I learn so much. Like talking to you, yes. I today I learned so much. Thank well, you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, I love it. I I love the affirmations. You know, like Scorpio Moon, uh, I forgive others and release the past. Right. I I have been working on that for oh my god, my life. Yeah, it gives, you, it gives you little tips because what I did was I tried to get down to the deep emotional need of each moon sign and what their challenge is and then give them an affirmation to help them get out of that, you know, rut or that stuck energy um, so they can heal and grow and be that's what being resilient is about and transform, you know, that energy into something positive. And I love astrology. It's been my passion since I was 16. I, I've been studying and doing it and. And I want to 
teach it to others in a basic way and to show that it's a personality tool uh, that can be used in, a, in, in counseling in our lives to help us heal, grow, and become more resilient. I mean, it's it's a powerful uh, personality tool. It's it's not anything that's, it used to be, you know, hidden and secret. It really isn't. I mean, even in the ancient times, Nostradamus and Hippocrates, all these people used it to for medicine and healing and knowing what parts of the body rule what. And every sign rules the area of the body. And yeah. this, is, this, is, this is very true. I mean, I'll look at a chart. And I'll be able to tell where people's health vulnerabilities are. And that's in my sun signs book. I talk about whatever the body each sun, sun sign rules and where their illnesses might manifest when they're stressed. And it's kind of, we always want to look at the sun and moon sign both because that can be it. So like, for instance, uh, Scorpio rules the female reproductive system and the digestive elimination system, right? The bowels and all this and and the ovaries, the the you know uterus, all that, and then Sag rules the hips, thighs, and the sciatic nerve, you know, um, the legs, you know, lower back, um, and liver. <laughs> Sag rules the liver. Wow. So certain medications might be harder on a Sag moon, or drinking alcohol too much alcohol and be cautious for anyone with Sag energy because the liver is their vulnerable area. So those are just some little things that are. Very true. When I meet people, I'm like, do you have ankle problems? Do your feet hurt a lot? You know, if you're Pisces, they have a lot of feet issues. You know, their arches or their feet hurt a lot, or that's where they get issues, you know. And then uh, Aquarius usually sprain their ankles easily. They roll the ankles. They roll the circulatory system. Leo rolls the heart, rolls the the circulatory system as well. And then, you know, uh, just looking at that, Aries rolls the head. They tend to get headaches and migraines. So when we had a, we had a lunar eclipse, in Aries, I think it was a, mo- a month back. Month, yeah, yeah. Everyone I talked to had a bad headache. Yeah, I did too. I had a migraine for three days. My mother, everyone, I said it's because there's a lunar eclipse in Aries, which is a very powerful thing. It's energy, and of course it affects us because our body's made of water. I mean, <laughs> so this is why. And it, and you got to know, you know, it was Aries. Everything was wow. Dead and headaches and a la- three people I knew were having teeth tooth pain. They said, is this, what's going on, my tooth? And, and one had to have emergency. I said, it's Aries rolls the face, the head, the jaw, the teeth, the brain. Yeah. And now affecting people during the lunar eclipse that we had. Because wow. it, it was in that Aries energy. Yeah. So those are just things you can, you know, Google and look up. But, you know, um, I love teaching it. I love for you guys to grab. I know, we're, are we running short time? I love yeah, you guys. We are, but my book and I'd love for you to follow my website's www.carmenturnershot.com and then love for you to follow me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, Carmen Turner Shot. And then I have Facebook, Deep Soul Divers Astrology. And then I have an author page, Carmen Turner Shot. And then on Instagram, Carmen Turner Shot author. Would love for you to follow me. I post classes, workshops. I get free book giveaways sometimes if you join my email list. And so, um, you know, I just gave out 15 uh, free books to the people that uh, responded to my um, newsletter. So, yeah, just do fun stuff. And so love for you to grab the book and and grab the Sun Signs book as well. They make a great companion with each other. Yeah. And these are the two. These are uh, two books that I'm going to keep in my resource library because you can definitely go back to it. So this one is Moon Signs. 
houses and healing. And uh, Carmen, you guys, Carmen's written several other books. So go definitely go to her website, which we'll have in our show notes, all of that info. Is there one last thing you want to say? Just know that no matter, you know, how bad things get or how, you know, sad you feel or you're not alone and and that by, you know, reaching out to somebody and and getting some help, it's not a weakness. And and just, you know, pay attention to, you know, what's going on with the moon, you know, because a lot of people when the full moon's going on, they feel really depressed and then they think there's something wrong with them. Right. Sometimes these are just energies that are going to pass. And it, and it's 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 affecting you because it's a science, okay? It's 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 energy, and then you're you may you'll feel better in a couple of days. If you don't, then we'll work on that, and and you can get some counseling or some help, um, if it's long term. But you know, some of these things, these energies are are changing and affecting us every day. And so this too yeah. shall pass. See what's yes. going, knowing what's going on in the sky and in astrology really helps us understand why why we're feeling the way we are yeah and why certain things are happening and it just is it's just a tool to give us a heads up so yeah um connect figure out what find what your moon sign is and do everything you can uh, to master those traits because that's where you're going to find your emotional strength and resilience is through your moon sign specifically it's going to help you find happiness and now that we're moving into aries and libra we're all going to be doing it anyway so yeah. Uh, get get Carmen's book. Carmen, thank you so much for joining me again. I can't wait until next time to yes. have you. So until next time, I'm just going to say, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.